It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, and we are back for episode number 118. That's right, 118 on a Tuesday. We record this November the 6th, 2018, and much like Monday was, it's not a very good day in terms of news for the Washington Redskins, and we've got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, and get you as much information as we possibly can because we're chock full. So as we mentioned to you on the last episode, episode number 117, which was a complete recap of the 38-14 loss to the Atlanta Falcons, we mentioned Dr. David Chow, longtime sideline physician in the NFL, had predicted a torn ACL for Sean Laval and a torn pectoral tendon muscle for Brandon Sheriff by video. Uh, and by game video, uh, and with his expertise, again, nothing was official, but that was a good working theory. Sometimes he's wrong, uh, but he was absolutely and completely 1,000% dead on uh, in this case. Sean Laval is done for the year with a torn left ACL, and Brandon Sheriff is torn, uh, has a torn pectoral and is also lost for the year. What we didn't know um, going into Monday was whether those would become official, which they did, and then that Paul Richardson would be shut down for the rest of the year with an AC joint injury that he's dealt with since training camp. He's also dealt with a knee injury, uh, and they're going to shut him down and put him on IR. They already have have the Redskins and get him surgery and get him cleaned up. And he's expected to have the surgery uh, and be out of action, of course, for the rest of the year. And then I'm sure will be very limited, uh, if any action at all, in the OTA program. You might not see Paul Richardson until the start of training camp next year in Richmond for year two with the Washington Redskins. So that is a major blow. Uh, If there's an area that they can probably overcome it, it would be wide receiver because you do have Doxon. You have Jamison Crowder, we think, on the mend. We have Trey Quinn coming back, uh, which we'll get to all of that. Uh, As well, you have Michael Floyd. uh, And you have Maurice Harris, who had 10 catches for 124 yards um, on Sunday. So that's the positive there, but you lose a speed guy and a guy who caught a lot of contested passes and a lot of tough catches, 
uh, from Paul Richardson and quite honestly made Alex Smith look a little bit better uh, than he actually is. And that has been tough to do. So Paul Richardson out for the year. Morgan Moses, MCL, he's day-to-day. Quentin Dunbar, uh, once again, continuing to deal with that nerve pain. Uh, He played pretty damn well. Uh, but he's day-to-day. Uh, who knows what his status is moving forward. Obviously, had to come out after I think it was just 27 sna- uh, snacks, 27 snaps on Sunday. Jamison Crowder, uh, we mentioned, has missed the last four games. He may, Jay Gruden said, practice on Wednesday. Uh, probably would be very limited at that. And Chris Thompson still dealing with the rib injury. Uh, and it sounds not very promising for Chris Thompson when it comes to playing this Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's look at a couple of roster moves that the Redskins made to replace Brandon Sheriff, Sean Laval, and Paul Richardson. Again, opening up three roster spots. They brought in veteran offensive tackle Austin Howard, 6'7", 330 pounds, 31-year-old with nine years of experience, 92 NFL games, 88 starts, including 16 games and 16 starts with the Baltimore Ravens. Has also uh, played with the Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets in his NFL career. Also, uh, the Redskins signing former number seven overall pick back in 2013, Jonathan Cooper, a guard who played last year with the Dallas Cowboys, was that number seven overall pick of the Arizona Cardinals back in 2013. Only 28 years old, 6'2", 308 pounds, and again played with the Dallas Cowboys and actually played a lot with the Cowboys last year because of injuries on their offensive line. 835 snaps, according to ProFootballFocus.com. Come. Also, the Redskins signing Luke Boenko, a guard uh, who hasn't played much, quite honestly, in the league since 2014, in which he was a 2014 sixth round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only 159 total snaps since the 2015 season. So uh, he's got, you know, certainly not a lot of wear and tear on his body. He would, the interesting thing about Boenko is he's a Centerville, Virginia product. And for those of you that are in the listening area of Washington, D.C., you know that Centerville, Virginia is, you know, again, roughly about 35 miles or so outside of D.C. and in the heart of Northern Virginia and about 15 minutes or so from Redskins Park. Uh, So this is a guy who gets an opportunity to play for his hometown team. Uh, And I know he's a big Washington Capitals fan in hockey, uh, but now the question is, is can he help the Washington Redskins? Again, he hasn't played a whole lot, but he did play a bunch back in 2014 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's a quick look at the roster moves that the Redskins made on Tuesday, on Monday, rather, to replace the three IR guys, Sean Laval, again, torn ACL, Brandon Sheriff, torn Peck, and Paul Richardson. Meanwhile, the questions from reporters came about Byron Marshall, and it didn't sound like Jay Gruden was absolutely gung-ho on Marshall, whether he can be activated for this Sunday at Tampa Bay. Now, legally, he is 
eligible to, and he has been practicing since last week. So we presume Byron Marshall will be physically ready to play and able to go this Sunday if the Redskins choose to go with him. However, as Jay Gruden pointed out, Capri Bibbs is playing very well, three touchdowns, including one last week, and kind of serves that role. We don't know about Chris Thompson yet, although, again, didn't sound very likely. But then you have on top of those two guys, mostly you have Adrian Peterson, you have Samaje P. Ryan. So right now you would think Samaje P. Ryan, Adrian Peterson, and Capri Bibbs are the three most likely candidates to be up anyway. So if you're in Byron Marshall's case, unless you're going to carry a fourth running back on the 46-man roster on game day in Tampa Bay, you're kind of thinking, well, wait a second. Why are we going to activate him if we don't have to? It would still be within that 21-day window. They could still take their time. They could still uh, hold on to that, and maybe they might have to activate another offensive lineman uh, somewhere along the way in order to have enough depth and enough bodies just because when you look at, we mentioned Morgan Moses, of course, is banged up with the MCL. He may not be able to play. Uh, depending on how that injury goes throughout the week. And even Ty Secchi's a little bit banged up. And we all know that the Redskins are going to have to have more uh, offensive linemen uh, than usual active just because these guys keep falling like flies. Also, Trey Quinn, uh, who we mentioned uh, a bit ago, he he's not eligible to come back until the Houston Texans game. That's a week from this Sunday. So, again, that's not going to be a factor for this week. All right, we'll come back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 118, episode 118, and we'll go through my report card grades that I did for each unit from Sunday's 38-14 debacle at FedEx Field, as well talk a little bit about Jay Gruden uh, and some of the issues that I've kind of identified that are kind of sticking to me. Uh, we'll go through that as we normally do on a Tuesday uh, version of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode, again, 118. Good to have you aboard with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hey guys, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, follow Locked On NFL Net, and you get all of the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering uh, their local NFL teams like this one, the Washington Redskins, and part of Locked On Redskins from me, at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. Uh, you get that on one feed. It's amazing during games, breaking news. You get the local perspective. You get a little national opinion and analysis as well. On Instagram, it's also locked on NFL net as well. And they're giving you the biggest stories in just one minute on your Instagram stories and longer cuts on the biggest stories in the feeds. Make sure you follow locked on NFL net, both on Twitter and Instagram right here. Locked on Redskins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, good to have you aboard with us. It is Chris Russell with you. It is episode 118 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Great to have you aboard with us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. And please continue to spread the word and share. Uh, If you know a Redskins fan, if you know a podcasting fan, if you know an NFL fan, we're here for you. The Redskins are still in first place all by their lonesome after nine weeks of the NFL season with the Dallas Cowboys losing on Monday night football to the Tennessee Titans. What a win that was for Marcus Mariota, Mike Vrabel, and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, The Cowboys are now significantly behind the Redskins uh, because, of course, the Redskins have the head-to-head advantage. And as well, the Philadelphia Eagles were on by their 4-4. and They host the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. All right, so... Let's get to this. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621. You can listen to me on the radio in Washington, D.C. on 106.7 The Fan as well. TheFanDC.com is a good website to go to to go check out some content there. Lots of content on the Redskins from me and some of my other colleagues uh, at 106.7 The Fan as well. Chris Russell Radio. Uh, com, Warpath Magazine, and Daily, of course, here on Locked on Redskins. And again, a good Twitter follow uh, in case you're not already doing it to follow the entire Locked on NFL network is at Locked on NFL net at Locked on NFL net. That's a kind of grouping of all of the different NFL podcasts and information, opinions, observation, analysis. If you're a big NFL fan, that is definitely a must-have follow at Locked On NFL Net. All right, let's get to it. My report card grades that I did for again the FanDC.com. I gave the offense for Sunday a D, and there were some things to like, of course. Uh, most notably, Alex Smith again went deep a little bit more, uh, went down the field a little bit more, uh, had a couple of nice scoring drives, went for over 300 yards, 306, but there was plenty not to like. Not only the interception, which was almost a perfect pass, just came up a bit short, but there were times where Alex Smith was not only running for his life, uh, but also where he was just, again, inaccurate. And I think one of the last catches that Paul Richardson made on the year was a perfect example of this. Alex Smith kind of dances around a little bit of pressure and throws, and Paul Richardson is just basically sitting down on his route in a zone, and Alex Smith leads him way to his right, and Paul Richardson's got to go down to his knee and outstretch, and again, that's a throw that you have just got to make on the numbers so that Paul Richardson can potentially turn it upfield. And Alex Smith completed the pass, and it was a first down, but it was not a great throw. That's just one small example uh, of the some of the problems that Alex Smith has been having, and I wrote about that again, thefandc.com, that you can check out, and I gave the offense as a whole a D. Of course, they weren't able to run the football, all the injuries on the offensive line, the drops from Doxon, even though there were some good things, plenty of penalties. Uh, you get the point. I gave the offense a D. I gave the defense an F. 
Um, you know, I mean, obviously, n nobody's uh, jumping to defend them here. It was a bad day at the office. 154 rushing yards allowed to a team that was allowing 83 yards per game. 6.42 yards per rush attempt. Atlanta was 3.7 before Sunday. They allowed 337 passing yards and four touchdown passes, 10 of 13 on third down. And Atlanta controlled the ball for nearly 33 minutes. That's an F under any circumstance, no matter which way you want to look at it. Special teams, I gave a C plus two, um, you know, mostly because they were a non-factor. But I would say the one positive was Tressway, once again, averaging 49 yards a punt. Got a good bounce on one of them, uh, a very fortunate Redskins bounce. That was the long of 62, four punts down to inside the 20. Still nothing to speak of, really, in the return game. Couple of 19-yard kick returns, but eh, you know, while it's not easy to do, uh, that's just not enough. And this team needs, you know, as much help as it can possibly get in every area. Quite honestly, to make their life on offense and defense a little bit easier. Coaching, I gave a D plus grade to uh, at thefandc.com for my Week Nine Redskins report card. Uh, and basically, what I said, and this is where I want to go next, is, you know, is it fair to say that the Redskins didn't handle prosperity well? You know, they had won three in a row. That's been a common complaint. It's been a common criticism of mine. You know, they had a DJ at practice on Friday. I, I, that drives me crazy. Most people say that has nothing to do with winning and losing. I'm not saying it does or doesn't, but it just drives me crazy. Uh, I don't think there should be a DJ at football practice. Play football. You want music piped in? Okay, that's a little bit different. Uh, it's more symbolic in nature more than anything. Uh, but here's where I wanted to get to, and here's what I had a little an issue with. And I raised this question on Twitter. I said, you know, is Jay Gruden's offense and his philosophy too sophisticated for an offense that is struggling for consistency? It's struggling for accuracy from the quarterback. Alex Smith is only 63% in change. Uh, he's not seeing things. He's missing wide open guys. This has been a problem, short, middle, deep, all year long, he's under great pressure, enormous pressure, right from the jump the other day. Not only the Laval sack that he got bulldozed for and tore his ACL on, uh, but he had a holding call the play before that, uh, or there could have been another sack in that particular regard. Uh, and Alex Smith was under siege pretty much the whole day. So here's my point. If the quarterback is constantly under siege, which I believe he has been for the most part this year, uh, maybe not all the time, but he's been at under siege plenty of times. If the quarterback is constantly under pressure, and especially if the running game is not working, isn't it incumbent upon Jay Gruden and Matt Cavanaugh and Kevin O'Connell to figure out a way to get the ball out of Alex Smith's hands and to get him to be a little bit more accurate and to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. And this is one thing that the Redskins simply do not like to do for whatever reason. They like to run their entire offense. They like to run their entire route tree. They like to run their entire book of route concepts. Uh, and they do usually get guys open. 
but those plays and those situations take longer and they're harder to execute. Now, listen, I'm not a fool. I realize they don't have Julio Jones. They don't have Calvin Ridley breaking tackles and exploding and rocketing into space when you miss a tackle or get a great block. I got it. They don't have Jake Matthews. I understand it. The Falcons did this to perfection the other day. This is not just an overreaction to what the Falcons did, where they did everything that they wanted to around the line of scrimmage, run and pass. This has been a longstanding problem. I've always had this issue with Jay Gruden. I like Jay Gruden. He's very creative. Conceptually, I totally get why people love him. But I don't care about conceptual when I can't have any kind of modicum of success to get my quarterback into a rhythm and to protect a bad offensive line and one that's injured. And they did this under Kirk Cousins, and of course they're doing it under Alex Smith. And when you combine penalties and you combine receivers that aren't catching balls cleanly, and that hasn't been a problem most of the year, but it's been a problem in two out of their three losses against Indianapolis and now against... um, and now Sunday against Atlanta, that's a problem. So to me, this is a big criticism of Jay Gruden and the coaching staff that they need to figure out a way to use more slip screens. They need to figure out a way to use more smokes. They need to figure out a way to use more running back natural screens, not just checkdowns. They need to find a way to get more picks and rubs, just like the Falcons did the other day, like the Patriots make a living out of doing shallow crosses. We've seen Redskins have communication issues. Why wouldn't another team maybe have, especially a young defense or a defense in disarray, have issues and communication problems with that? To me, the Redskins do not do enough of that, and I think the tape proves that, uh, and it is a big-time problem uh, in my eyes. And, you know, it could help the offense, and it could get Alex Smith into a rhythm like they did last Sunday in New York against the New York Giants when he first started out 10 of 11. And as soon as you start expanding and evolving the passing game, uh, that's where he started to struggle. And that's where pass protection started to struggle. To me, get it out of his hands, get him into a rhythm, and get this offense moving, even if it's two, three, four yards, five yards at a clip. The Redskins are not doing a good enough job of that. All right, we'll come back and finish things up with a couple of grades from profootballfocus.com on the Redskins in action from Sunday. We'll do that next. All right, guys, as you know, it is Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins, and I'm here to tell you about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans live entertainment and experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats, you can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person. It's easy, and we have a great offer for you with the podcast code Locked On. That's right, Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Listeners can receive $20 off of orders of $200 or more if, and this is important, if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Again, use the promo code Locked On to get $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders backed by a 100% guarantee so you do not have to worry. And tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 118 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Let's go through this real quickly from profootballfocus.com. Some grades that they handed out after Sunday's 38-14 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Ty Anseki who will, of course, continue to play a critical role, was a little bit banged up on Sunday, but Jay Gruden said on Monday that he was fine, was the highest-graded Redskins offensive player at an 81-8 out of 100 on 54 pass snaps, according to Pro Football Focus. He only allowed two hurries, so that's a good day at the office for Ty Anseki, who, of course, played left tackle and then kicked inside the guard as the injuries just completely piled up. Alex Smith had his highest individual game grade of the season, Ugh, that's a 74-6. He had five passes, according to PFF, that target uh, that traveled rather 20-plus yards in the air. On those particular pass plays, he was 2 of 5 for 57 yards, had an interception, and also had a drop by Josh Doxson. The defense, of course, which we know uh, didn't do enough in a really anyway, had two sacks, two quarterback hits, eight hurries. Preston Smith had two of those eight hurries, including one on the first play from scrimmage in which he almost sacked Matt Ryan, but did not. But the Atlanta Falcons uh, had an incomplete on a nice breakup by Josh Norman. But how about this? Jonathan Allen talked about, you know, where was this great Alabama wall defensive line? And for the most part, it has been great. He had nothing across the board on Sunday. That's kind of weird, right? And Quentin Dunbar, we mentioned 27 snaps, seven targets, according to Pro Football Focus, four catches. 42 yards, a pass defense, and of course the interception in which Ryan and Calvin Ridley did not hook up uh, very well. Real quickly on the new Redskins, I just want to pass along these numbers for you. We mentioned some of the numbers earlier uh, in this episode. Uh, Austin Howard, the new offensive tackle, played again with the Baltimore Ravens last year, 1,080 snaps. 1,062 of them came at right tackle. 1,062 of the 1,080 came at right tackle. He allowed three sacks, seven hits, and 25 hurries in 2017, according to Pro Football Focus with the Baltimore Ravens. Jonathan Cooper, as we mentioned, played 835 snaps last year with the Dallas Cowboys. He joined them uh, partially uh, through the season. 1,183 snaps at right guard in 2016. So again, plenty of experience at both guard positions and different schemes and different systems for Jonathan Cooper, the first overall pick. Uh, but again, you know, graded out pretty well last year for the Dallas Cowboys. Not great, but mid-60s uh, across the board, both run and pass, and allowed two sacks, seven hits, and 11 hurries last year. He's only allowed five career sacks uh, in his time. In the NFL, and we mentioned Luke Barranco, who has played only 159 snaps since the start of the 2015 season. What he gives you is 
experience, a little bit of experience at left guard, center, and can play right tackle as well. All right, that's going to do it for the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 118 for this Tuesday. November the 6th, 2018. That'll be the date stamp on the podcast. And of course, it depends on where you might be listening. And we thank you for listening, no matter where you are. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, it's at WrestleMania09 on, uh, I'm sorry, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com on the email. It's at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621 uh, on Twitter. Of course, I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. You can check me all out there uh, as well. You can check me out, thefandc.com, 1067 The Fan, uh, on the radio, chrisrussellradio.com, daily here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. And we'll have a crossover Wednesday edition, episode number 119, coming up as we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are next for the Washington Redskins. So that'll be the next episode when we drop that on late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Thanks for being with us, as always, and for spreading the word. I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.